Thanks for tuning in. One of the things that makes Outcasting and its related programming possible is financial support from listeners like you. Please visit us at outcastingmedia.org and click on support to make your tax-deductible contribution. Thanks. This is Outcasting Overtime from Media for the Public Good, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Hi, I'm Justin, an Outcasting youth participant. The November election is finally behind us. It's likely to be remembered for a lot of things. One of them is the number of LGBTQ people who were elected to high political office. Voters in Delaware elected their first transgender state senator. In Georgia, they elected their first black lesbian state senator. In Tennessee, they elected their first two openly gay members of the state legislature, one a Republican and the other a Democrat. And in Vermont, they elected their first transgender legislator. From New York, two gay men, one black and the other of mixed black and Latino heritage, are going to the U.S. House of Representatives. As LGBTQ youth and straight allies, we outcasters are taking a moment to reflect on this. Being LGBTQ and young can be very difficult. We have friends for whom being LGBTQ is among the worst things that ever happened to them. Not because they're LGBTQ, but because they either fear or actually experience persecution for it. We often have to repress aspects of our LGBTQ identities in order to protect ourselves. The idea of repression is always going through the minds of many young LGBTQ people. To try not to stick out so that we don't feel targeted. To avoid situations that cause anxiety because of who we are. With that also comes the idea that some people look at us as if we don't deserve to be there. We have the burden of knowing that because of our identity, we can be silenced and some of our basic human rights can be denied to us. And this isn't just in our personal lives. We see LGBTQ people experiencing it throughout the world. Even with all of this, we're relatively lucky among LGBTQ youth because we live in the New York City area. We're certainly not saying that all young LGBTQ people around here have it easy. Some families here still refuse to accept their LGBTQ children, sometimes to the point of disowning them. Even now, being LGBTQ remains a leading cause of youth homelessness. But in general, the climate is more accepting. Many of our schools have GSAs, or gay-straight alliances, clubs where LGBTQ youth and straight allies gather in safe spaces and can create meaningful relationships and feel comfortable in our own identity. We talked about the importance of GSAs in the very first edition of Outcasting. You can hear it on our website, outcastingmedia.org. If we experience bullying in school, chances are generally good that if we report it to teachers or administrators, we'll find someone willing to listen and try to address the problem. If we feel uncomfortable telling our own parents, maybe we can talk to a friend's parents and get advice and support. In some schools, people who are not accepting of LGBTQ people are actually looked down upon. But in other areas of the United States, young LGBTQ people may be largely or completely unable to find support. They may have a hard time coming out to their friends and family, or maybe even coming out to themselves. If they do come out, they can be ostracized by an unwelcoming community. They often have to hide their LGBTQ identity for their own well-being, which carries huge psychological cost. There are many places where there are no gay-straight alliances, where it can be impossible to find an accepting adult, where coming out is unthinkable, where LGBTQ young people have to lie every day in order not to be found out and where, if they are found out, they can lose everything. Their family, their home, their education, their financial security, their future prospects, even their lives, without being able to find anyone supportive. Some kill themselves. 
Being LGBTQ is a leading cause of teen suicide. Again, not because they're LGBTQ, but because they face a society that demonizes them and causes them to hate themselves. So why is this election so important to LGBTQ youth? On the day after election day, Sarah McBride of Delaware, the first transgender person ever elected as a state senator in the United States, said on Twitter, I hope tonight shows an LGBTQ kid that our democracy is big enough for them too. As a practical matter, the increased number of LGBTQ people elected to political office means that the government is becoming more diverse. As a result, more elected officials will hear LGBTQ voices. This is bound to result in greater acceptance of LGBTQ people among straight, cisgender lawmakers, and we hope a greater willingness among them to take LGBTQ perspectives into account when they're drafting laws. But perhaps even more importantly, this election has shown that as more and more people understand and accept LGBTQ people, they're willing to vote for them. Maybe some voters voted for these candidates in spite of the fact that they're LGBTQ. Maybe other voters simply didn't care that the candidates were LGBTQ, which is even better. The election has shown that LGBTQ candidates, now electees, can be an example to the world, that queer people can be successful, that queer people deserve equality, that queer people are making a difference. For all of us, it's a validation that we ourselves deserve acceptance and respect. But for isolated young LGBTQ people, this election can help their own struggle for acceptance and even self-acceptance. When their families and friends see LGBTQ people elected to public office, when they see that LGBTQ people can be professional and proudly out of the closet. Young, struggling people may not be able to come out to other people, but this election can help them realize that there is a life after high school and develop a plan to leave their toxic environment. If they're too indoctrinated with anti-LGBTQ feelings, they may resist this knowledge at first, but hopefully the public validation of these new LGBTQ electees will help them understand that what they've been taught was wrong. For them, this election can be a powerful beacon in their dark lives giving them hope that if they can't find acceptance in their own communities, there's a bigger world that will accept them. A world in which they can become happy and productive people living fulfilling LGBTQ lives, something that some of them can't even imagine. Thanks for listening to Outcasting Overtime from Outcasting Media, creator of Public Radio's LGBTQ youth programs. Outcasting Media is produced by Media for the Public Good based in New York. This piece was created with input from the outcasting team, including Chris, Brian, Tim, Lil, and me, Justin. Our executive producer is Mark Sofis. Visit us at outcastingmedia.org to get information about outcasting, make your tax-deductible donation, watch outcasting videos, access our social media links, and listen to outcasting and related content. Thanks, and thanks for listening.